Welcome to Coffee with Congress, a new podcast by the Veterans Education Project, powered by Ingus, where we truly get to know members of Congress and key government officials. Every episode, we ask questions that have absolutely nothing to do with politics, policy, or legislation. Yeah, you know, nothing to do with their actual jobs. So instead, we focus on getting to know the real person behind the office. Today, we met with Senator Bozeman out of Arkansas. He's a Republican and the senior senator from Arkansas. We met with him in his D.C. office, and he told us about how he may be completely responsible for Joe Gibbs' career. And maybe Coach Gibbs owes him a thank you. Bench uh, in high school football quite a bit, and um, uh, interestingly enough, our senior year we went to the state championship and won. Mm-hmm. So I feel very proud to be part of of that team. You know, I did a lot of jo- I did a lot of work for that team <laughs> on the bench. I kept it really warm, yeah. and I was you know I helped guys get water, stay hydrated. It was, <laughs> it was a really emotional, supportive guy. He's a locker room guy, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know? I was horrible. I was a I was absolutely horrible. Uh, <laughs> I played left tackle and uh, end as well. And um, I just was not fast enough or big enough. I, I don't let my size now uh, right. uh, give you a, a, an accurate glimpse of what I was like in high school. I was a skinny beanpole. When, once I got into uh, the military and joined special forces, I got a little bigger and stronger. But uh, for football, not so much. <laughs> what well, was you were a special forces guy. You were a pretty good athlete. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Well, uh, what position did you play? You know, I wound up a, an off- as an offensive tackle at the University of Arkansas. Right. And so I had two my main claims to fame at the University of Arkansas. That my offensive line coach was Joe Gibbs. Wow. Um, he was there for two years. He came from USC to Arkansas. So are you a Redskins uh, fan? Well, I'm a, I'm really a cowboy fan. Oh. So I have sympathy oh. for Redskins when they're not playing the Cowboys <laughs> because of Gibbs. But the, uh, myself and two or three others, while I was at the university, frustrated uh, Coach Gibbs so much that he left college football and went to the Cowboys. <laughs> so I tell him, I say, Coach, you need to give me some of your uh, for sure your you, retirement. You deserve credit. Exactly. You deserve yeah. some credit. That's funny. He's a great person, great man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's done tremendous in NASCAR now. And, mm-hmm. uh, he's the kind of guy, you know, he'll grab me when he sees me and say, John, just do the right thing. Mm. Mm. Sums it up. That is, that's right. Well, I, when, uh, you, are you still a Razorback diehard now? Is that you can't oh, let it go? Much, so, you know, so, you guys aren't doing so We're tired of rebuilding. Yeah. <laughs> what are three things that, Arkansas, that Razorbacks need to do to turn around, be back in the SEC Challenge? Yeah, talk to us. Well, the, the, I think the biggest thing is they, they've finally settled on a quarterback who's got great potential. And we, as always, you have to have some defense. So these are just basic truths you know, that we all know. <laughs> right. They're easy to, to say. It's hard to execute sometimes. Mm. Playing in the Southeast Conference is very, very difficult. We're in the SEC West, yeah. and we play teams like LSU and Alabama and Oof. Auburn every year. Tough. It's a little it's difficult. Yeah. You can wind up, you know, being picked towards the end of your of the uh, West Conference and still be in the top 25. Right. It's wild. So you mentioned that you're on a first name uh, basis with uh, Coach Gibbs. Um, uh, So what I think he finds you. So (laughs) what would be a nickname that only your closest friends can call you that some people might not be aware of? Uh, That's an interesting question. 
really, uh, my nickname in uh, college, to some extent, among my teammates was Norm. And I don't know why. Norm. <laughs> Norm. Oh, okay. For the rest of this podcast, I'm when we see you, do you like it? It's fine. All right. All right. Norm it is. Well, Norm, it's a pleasure to be <laughs> <laughs> you prefer John? Oh man, I want Senator then, yeah, Norm has a nice know, ring to it, though. You know, my cohort in the Senate is Tom Cotton, mm-hmm. and I'm very active on the Ag Committee Number Two there. And so uh, I keep telling him I want his name, you know, John Cotton. Yeah. To say the name says that's it a all. great Ag Committee Number name. Bozeman, right? It's B O O Z, so it's John Boozman for most people. <laughs> I was going into Ireland uh, a couple years ago, and the the, the Irish uh, gentleman that was checking my passport and stuff looked at me and he said, well, if you're anything like your name, you're going to have a great time. <laughs> <laughs> great. No, I was, I was, no. I was Ireland's a beautiful country and uh, you know, they love Americans and uh, you know, they're just kindred spirits. What's the, what's the, the worst part about visiting Ireland? I, you know, I don't know if there is a worse. Oh, oh come be, on! Because that was not as good as, as advertised. Well, yeah, you know, you, the language, you understand the language. Yeah. The transportation is good. And of course, you know, you're generally when you're traveling like I do, you're not long enough to really you, you experience the good things and you know, or, or avoiding the bad things. Right. I would say the weather, but I know well, that you, you you were you you grew up in England, so maybe you well, love the I weather there. Uh, Six years, my dad was stationed in London after mm. World War II. He was a waste gunner on B-17s. Wow. Stayed in the in the service. And so, uh, yeah, I was there till, uh probably third, third or fourth row. When you so came back, yeah. how was the transition? Was did you, Were you spelling color incorrectly? No, it, was, and it, was really, it was difficult because my dad did not like the base school, so he put my brother and I in a British boys' school. Wow. And so, did uh, you learn to play cricket? My my uh, brother was actually captain oh, of the cricket team. <laughs> wow! Did you learn how to play um, so, yeah, Quidditch? They had another game called Rounders. It's kind of like baseball. Uh-huh. So yeah, I did all those things. That's I came back and yeah, you know, I was you know I was talking about my mummy and you my, <laughs> my woolly. Oh right, my God. Uh, yes, the truck, right. So I lived in England for a little bit of time as well. And uh, when I came back, uh, everyone thought I spoke uh, with an accent as well. So I completely understand it. Moving back to Arkansas, where we've always been from since 1871 or three, whatever, in that area. It doesn't take long to, to get back. We switch back. Okay. So, so I, got, I, got, I got an Arkansas-specific question here. You guys got... Uh, more deadly uh, animals living in your oh. state than we do mm-hmm. here. I don't, I don't know what you know. Arkansas is up to. You guys are, you know, allowing these deadly creatures to to <laughs> exist with you guys. But hey, you got a timber rattler, you got a diamondback rattler, mm. and you got a coral snake. All three of them live in your state. Which one is the like the one you really got to watch out for? What's the one you like? Oh, well, the the other one, the, the other two that aren't on your list are copperheads. Oh man, you got them too. So we've got. They're very prevalent, so you have to watch those. Right. And then uh, water mice. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. we, we produce 51% of the rice in, in the uh, country, and uh, we're blessed with lots of water, so there are lots of water mice. And so it's interesting. We run Every year we have an ag tour. We go all around the state, and uh, we were out on the farm, a rice farm. There was water all over the place, and I was teasing. I had some, some young staff that did not really 
and being in the state, didn't know a lot about agriculture with me. And so I said, I bet you, you know, have a lot of snakes out here. And she said, yeah, you know, there's lots of water moccasins, but they're not, you know, they're, they're, they generally don't bother people. Right. But they said, he said, you know, this time of year, they're, they're, and generally. The 10% chance that yeah, they, they are aggressive. Jump back about three feet. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Yeah, so, yeah. So, which one of those are you? Would you yeah, not want to encounter? What? Yeah, he alligators too? Southern Arkansas. Oh, my. Arkansas is a death trap. What is going on? So, Terrifying. so, so you've named six. Black bears. Seven? <laughs> okay, so now you got to choose. So, black bear, alligator, copperhead, water moccasin, timber rattlesnake, diamondback rattlesnake, no, coral snake. Which one do you want? not want to encounter? Well, I think. The one that you're probably most likely to encounter is the copperhead. The copperhead. And okay. Those, you know, you're not going to get in trouble unless you step on. What? That. What is? What's uh? What is one then that you think that if you did encounter, you could handle it? What's one you like? Yeah, this is the guy that if he he, Ooh, he better not cross me. That's a good question. Yeah. What that would you? A good question. The, the uh, you know again. What you want to be is with somebody that can't run as fast as you. <laughs> <laughs> that's all, that is the best defense. That is always the best. I think that's why Daniel always keeps me around. Right, sure. right. I'm outrunning him <laughs> every day of the week. That's right. I like that. Um, all right, so um, you guys are famous for your hog hunts. Mm. What's the worst snack you could bring on a hog hunt? Ooh. It's like someone opens up their pouch, like, oh, come on, man. You bring that for? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. That's a that is a good question. The uh, I don't know about the worst. I'll tell you something that I'm into right now. Tell me. Talk moon, to me. Moon pies. Oh yeah. Those Get are, those out are of here. Of, uh, my favorite. They, they've made a resurgence. They have. So I am a big warm. fan of the moon pie. And uh, you can get them at Cracker Barrel and places like that. Now they're you know on Walmart and this. Have you gotten the variety pack? <laughs> I've gotten every pack that there is. And so, you know, the, the, the double, yes, the double moon it's amazing. Meal in itself. I, I'm really interested in about a time in your career, your life, where you failed as a leader, or as a student, or as an athlete, and um, why that experience was so important. I'll give you a good example. I can remember. You know, you do have lots of uh, experiences in athletics that, that are important, mm-hmm. the importance of teamwork. But I can remember being at the Liberty Ball, and, and again, you know, Gibbs was the, the uh, offensive coach. We're down there. I was I was running second team uh, offensive tackle. Guy in front of me was a great player. Back then, you didn't travel a lot of players you know, to the ball games and things. So we're there, and... Uh, uh, you know, I'm running with the offensive line, and they needed some help with the defense, you know, to, to kind of match up with them. So they told me to go down and run with the, the defense and, and, you know, give them a look, you know, plays. I really didn't want to do that. You know, I felt like I need to be down there, you know, with the, the rest of the guys, and me and two or three others. So I went down there, and, uh, you know, there's not a whole lot of difference in the first and second team off. So I went down and just teed off on some people. The good thing about playing football is <laughs> if you're angry about something, you can smack somebody. Yeah. So I went down there and was knocking people around. And then, you know, I caught myself and thought, you know, this is the place I need to be. You know, this is the place where I can most help my team. 
and uh, my attitude changed completely. And it's, it, it is something that uh, you know has I've thought about that a lot through the years in the sense that you do get in situations that, that maybe you know you feel like you shouldn't be in and this and that, and then you you know you stop and realize, hey, you know this is you know for us to win, this is what it takes. Mm. Everybody working together. So, mm. So we really try and emphasize that to our staff, to, you know, that, that we are part of the team. And uh, what we're trying to do in the congressional office is really use the power of the office for good. That's what it's all about. I like that. Um, I know for me, I've learned quite a bit about uh, being part of the team and uh, in special operations. And there's a lot of uh, life lessons that you learn in the military um, that are, are very similar to things you learn in, in sports. Um, something else that uh, the military has really instilled in me is uh, the idea of, uh, of, of pride of service, um, whether that be public service or volunteer service. Um, you know, what is something uh, that has instilled in you this desire to serve? Uh, you clearly um, have, uh, have followed the man in the arena you know, and you are uh, continually putting yourself out there for public service. You know, what what's uh, a motivation? Like, why? Why why have you continued to press? You know, it's interesting. You, you talk about your service career, and again, I was not in the service, but I was part of the military family. Mm. Dad retired after like, twenty three years, something like that. But when you're in that situation, you do learn as a family that you're part of something that's bigger than you are. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that the same is true, you know, again, in athletics and other things that you get into, being on the team, you learn, you know, that you're, you're bigger, you know, you're a bigger part in the program. And so I, I you know, just felt like I could uh, be helpful and uh, just kind of really fell into things. I'm not a, a real political person. I, before I got elected, I really hadn't been to Washington before. Mm. And so all of this was new. I won a special election, just kind of jumped in and did it. Mm. Um, all right. The girding uh, lights. Have you seen any of these ghostly aberrations <laughs> that you Arkansas? <laughs> and don't you look like a monster, the Boggy Creek monster? <laughs> there seems to be a lot of uh, supernatural happenings over in Arkansas. Yeah. Well, I've, I've been blessed. I haven't. You haven't come across any of them. I've been out and about Arkansas as much as anybody, but. So far, no, uh, no monsters. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Norm, how old are you now? I am sixty-eight. Okay, so at thirty-four, think about where you were in life. What advice would you, with all the experience you have, give to your thirty-four-year-old self today, and why? No, it's good. I, I'm an optometrist by training, an eye doctor. So, I, you know, I, I would say that uh, we were working very hard. My, I practiced with my brother, who's mm. an ophthalmologist and eye surgeon, and we were really working very hard uh, with our business. I would say that, that, you know, certainly taking care of business, taking care of people, which is what business is all about. Mm-hmm. And then also, uh, you know, time gets by so quickly, making sure that you're taking care of your family. Uh, it's a challenge for all of us, you know, regardless of what we do. And so... Uh, certainly family, church, uh, you know, business, again, taking care of people. We're in situations, it doesn't matter what you do, 
I used to think that you know you had to be rich or famous or whatever to, to be helpful. Mm. And then I thought of the people that had been helpful to me through the years. They weren't rich and famous. It was friends. It was family. It was coaches. I've had a lot. Of, I tell people I've had a lot of people come up to me and say you know that that it was a teacher or this or that that made a great difference in their life. Right. I'm still waiting for somebody to come up and say it was the senator. The senator. U.S. Um Okay, so I don't know if you know this. I'm, I'm sure you do, sir. But America's largest ostrich farm is in Arkansas. And this ostrich farm historically would host ostrich races where Ooh. people would ride the ostriches. And So what's an, as, as an Arkansas brother, I think you might be an expert on maybe unconventional animals to saddle up. So what are some other animals we're overlooking for riding potential? Ooh, yes. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I guess <laughs> you could, uh, you know, certainly livestock, Cows, mm-hmm. they have a watch. Is the uh, is the mutton busting? You know, if you go to the rodeos, tell them the mutton busting. What is What is that? Is well, what they do is, you know, you, you know, bull riding and mm-hmm. things like that. They'll put uh, little kids, uh, grade school kids, young grade school kids on uh, ponies. On sheep. sheep. That's amazing. Take off. Oh, shit. That's hilarious. I love that. Donnie, I, I know um, you ran a ranch and you're a, you're a cattle uh, cattle guy. How quick are you at like lassoing the calf? Tying them up real quick. Man, that's one of your. Is that something like a requirement of being a cowboy? No. If it was, and I certainly would When I was decided to run for Congress, uh, one of the congressmen came down and was campaigning for me. And we took some, we would take bulls to Oklahoma State. And, and what you do there is you take your young animals and then they grow them out and feed them and then they measure the rate of gain. Mm. So you decide, you know, what you want to use as, as you know, the herd sire in the future. And Dick Army was the guy that was down there, the old majority leader in the house. And I was trying, he asked me about this and I was trying to explain it to me. And he said, uh, John, he said, I don't understand this at all, but if you're an expert on bull, you're going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. That's really good. All right. I'll close this out with one more question, and then we're going to get into the lightning rounds. All right. So um, I see you've uh, surrounded yourself with, uh, with some great books. Uh, I was taking a look uh, earlier before you came in. What is the book that you've given to other people the most as a gift and why? You know, that's a, that's a good question. I do have a lot of books. A lot of books are given to me. And, uh, you know, I'm a guy that, uh, you know, is a Christian, so I guess the Bible would be right at the top as far as mm. book, book. That you've given uh, to others? Given to others, and, you know, certainly. Uh, but, I, you know, I don't know that I have a book that really changed my life. Mm. I like to, to read a lot of different things. Uh, I like to read... Uh, Fiction, the uh, uh, you know, as an escape. You know, I'm a busy guy and, and have to read a lot. Do you have a favorite Some of book? It is pretty dry. Mm-hmm. You know, my favorite book goes back. Uh, my brother and I, we we were in uh, in uh, I was in junior high. He was in high school, and we moved for a summer, spent a summer in a different area, and we didn't have anything to do, and so we had a contest as to you know. Who could read the most books, which was kind of bizarre. But the uh, the book that I like is Ivanhoe. Oh, that's a good one. Classic. Mm. 
I like it. It's a good one. You said you were there when it was published. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. That's incredible. <laughs> the nice thing about those books is that, you know, when you read the classics and all those kind of things, and they all have a moral. You know, yeah. So mm. They have a story. There's, there's good and bad. And you don't have any trouble figuring out which one is which. Mm. But, but also, you know, you, you read that stuff and the same struggles that were going on then, you know, as far as human beings interacting, same thing that we got going on. So hmm. Yeah. Those are fun times. Yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. It would be strange if Ivanhoe was struggling with like where to charge his cell phone. I know. <laughs> that would. <laughs> All right. We're going to get in. Where the hay is horse. Right, right, yeah. Let's we're going to get into the lightning round. So these uh, answer as fast as you can. Try not to yeah, think about Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll edit it so it seems like it is. Yeah. We'll edit, we'll edit out the dead space. What do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> when you were a kid. I wanted to be a dentist. A dentist. Okay. What animal native to Arkansas do you identify with most as a person? Um, black bear. The black bear. Favorite Johnny Cash song? Uh, gosh. Okay. Uh, come on. It's an Arkansas native. He is. There, the, Johnny Cash has actually been coming through as a statue. Yeah. One of the, the, the ones that we got. I love it. I guess... Uh, Paulson person. All right. Okay. Um, wrestling match. Steve's going to name oh, the geez. following two comic book characters. Uh, uh, we're going to go with, um, I'm trying to think of two sidekicks for some reason, but it's not working. All right. So we're going to go the classic. We're going to go with uh, Superman or the Hulk. Hulk. The Hulk. Okay. Right. All right. right. Now. Okay. Well, you've passed the lightning round. So now you have the next. Uh, 30 30 30. Yes. 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 yes the, next, the next yes. 30 seconds to a minute is all yours. Talk about whatever you want. We won't interrupt you. Whatever's on your mind or heart you're excited and passionate about, you share with us. Well, we do appreciate our military and uh, all that they represent. And uh, as a military family member, I understand it's not just those that have served. But again, the families are involved. It mm. is a family affair, and so uh, we appreciate appreciate that, and certainly are committed to helping anyone we can. I think always when we remember you know, our, our service members, uh, you know, when we talk about various benefits and things, these are earned benefits. These are not givens, and so we need to to make sure that the promises that we made are kept. And we really are working very, very hard to do that in a very bipartisan way. The nice thing about uh, military issues is, is that, uh, that you know, it's not about Democrats and Republicans. You know, it's about taking care of those. The other thing that, that I've enjoyed so much, there's a Library of Congress uh, uh, issue where they actually take people that have been in combat and this and that, tell their story so that they can record this forever. Listening to a lot of World War II mm. veterans and Korea War veterans, uh, and, and really everybody, you know, but, but we're losing those two right now in a sense just because of the age. But it all comes down, you know, these were ordinary people that did extraordinary things. You know, they did what their country asked them to do. And that's a very, very special thing. The good news is it's, it's carrying on. I was on an aircraft carrier not too long ago, a couple of years ago. And I think the average age of the crew is 19 and a half. Mm. And, uh, you know, the, the captain said that this was as good a bunch of death. 
So we're blessed. You know, we've got the, the legacy that is contained. It's awesome. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate the time. Thank you so much for having us. That was absolutely. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to this episode of Coffee with Congress, where we have to hang out with Senator Bozeman. We learned a lot about him, including his love for moon pies. Subscribe to our podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Uh, We are everywhere. Leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. Remember, the Veterans Education Project is always preaching possibilities.